Hello and welcome to another riveting episode of Warning Track. Not much here for you today since our Oregon series got snowed out. Eastern was here Tuesday and I'm here with my co-host Michael Epps on this rainy afternoon. How you doing Zach? You know, not too good. I just gave a tour to some awesome future Spartans hopefully and it was pouring the whole time. It's April. I want spring. I want warmth. I'm sure you're the same way. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, we had the Oregon series. Here in East Lansing, kind of. Um, and everything I'm about to say is about to be contradicted with the Eastern game because we saw some really good things with the Spartans against Oregon and we saw some not-so-good things with the Spartans against Eastern Michigan. But for starters, as you I'm sure all have heard, the Oregon Ducks series got canceled due to snow. They tried to wait them out on Saturday and they just finally canceled it on Sunday. It was too snowy in the outfield, and they couldn't wait because Oregon had to catch a flight. Really, a really bummer for the program, and I wrote about it, and we'll talk a little about that in a little bit. But it's, you know, this team is so volatile, and that's weird to say about a team that has 19 wins, but it's still very hard to gauge them. Um, but they managed to scrape some runs against a really tough pitcher they faced on Friday um, it was three. wasn't a lot. They still got, I believe, eight hits, two walks, and ten innings of work. Um, but it got the job done. And this is, once again, we've talked all year. I think we're moving away from the team that was mashing at the beginning of the year to a team that really is going to have to scrape those runs. I know that Oregon pitcher was really, really good. This is Pac-12 pitching. This is one of the best pitchers in the country and one of the top ERAs in the country by a school. But, what, what, I mean, what do you think? Yeah, the Oregon starter, Cole Irvin, Coach Jake Boss said after the game that the, this guy had one of the best arms that the team is going to see all year. You know, okay. he, he was he was lights out in this game. Um, you know, he had a rough first inning. Uh, the Spartans were able to get one run there on the board, uh, but he was lights out after that first inning, and he had a perfect third through fifth innings. You know, he didn't give up a single hit through those innings, and um, the bats were struggling to find their groove all the way through his start, his only blemish was that first um, inning, and he pitched eight strong and only gave up, you know, that one run. So the bats, like you talked about, it's the bats are going to have to grind it out, and we're not going to see those exciting 10-run games like we saw earlier in the season. Yeah, I actually want to point out that first inning you mentioned. Um, this first inning is a great example of what the Spartans can and should do and how they will win the rest of the season. Put the ball in play and create havoc. Therefore, good things will happen. Um, this is how this team knows how, how to win because, you know, this team knows how to win. They have 19 wins. Yeah, winning is not new to them, so they know how to win. But I think they're not going to be able to mash their way to victory anymore. And we're starting to see that as the team is approaching some good, better pitching. Um, but, you know, I'll just kind of read off what happened. You know, Bikina gets on after a muffed ground ball. You know, uh, Durkin is able to get aboard and on a, despite a routine double play, so he beats it out. Uh you know, Durkin once again reads the ball in the dirt. We've talked about base running all year, how that's going to be key. So he read it perfectly in the dirt and was able to get to second. You know, Hughes gets – or Grace singles. You know, Hughes gets to third. They score a run. Um, you know, and that all happened from, you know, situational hitting, getting on base, uh, making things happen, getting good reads on balls in the dirt. Um, 
you know, Ondo was able to have a, a, a long battle at the plate, you know, whether you're fouling off, even if you get out, taking those long counts, making guys go deep, make them throw a lot of pitches early in the game so they can't go deep is what I'm trying to say. Um, you know, it, little things like that. That's how that team is going to win, and I think that first inning really exemplified it, and that was the one run they got against that starter because then they started, they stopped doing that the rest of the game. Whether that's the Oregon pitcher finally found his groove, he got warm, you know, that could be it. But just getting that ball in the play I think is going to be really crucial for the Spartans going forward. Um, how about Cam View, though? Uh, Michigan State's pitcher was just as good as uh, the Oregon Duck one. Yeah, Cam was great. This was another great outing. He had, he had his last great outing, and he came back strong in this one. He had a perfect game through five innings. He took it into the sixth. A weird point, actually. A.J. Balta, the Ducks outfielder, he came into this game batting 159 on the season, and he broke up the perfect game, Ugh, which that, was a bummer. You never like to see a perfect game go, but especially to a guy batting 159. That was like uh, Justin Verlander against the Angels. Chris Iannetta broke it up, and he was batting like 180. I remember we were all sitting in the press box at this bar and you were like, do we talk about it? There's a, like, we all knew there was a perfect game going on. I mean, I'm sure we all wanted to see it just as fans of the sport. Yeah, he had the you know perfect game through five. He had ten strikeouts through five. He had yeah. four in four strikeouts in the first two innings. You know, he was just rolling. He I was on six. his game. I think his first three innings, he had two strikeouts each time. I, th- I think he had six to the first yeah, three. Yeah, six so. through three. So it it was great to see that. And he mentioned it after the game. He had all of his pitches clicking for the first time this year. He's had a great season. He's the ace of the staff. We know that, but. This game was a little different. He looked like a pro pitcher out there, and he said it after the game. Every single one of his pitches was working. Both it's, of his fastballs, his slider, and his his changeup were all just really working. He was he was just mowing guys down. It's funny you say that because we both noticed he looked jumpy that first start in East Lansing. So uh, you know the fact that he went out and said he's feeling a lot more confident and was able to feel his pitches, I think, is really good for this team going forward because he's a really good pitcher, um, and this team will really need him. Right, Oregon, um, they finally got to Cam in the sixth inning. Um, they scored their first run. And um, a, an interesting ninth inning that we can talk about, you know, Cam gave up a, a walk, and he came into the ninth. And we weren't sure we were talking about it in the press box. We weren't sure if he was going to come out for the ninth. And Coach Jake Boss talked about it after the game. You know, his pitches weren't looking too sharp in the eighth inning, and Oregon started to get contact on his pitches. Really and, hard contact. Yeah, yeah, yeah they, they didn't they, they didn't score balls. in the eighth, but they, it looked like they were going to. And so, Cam, it was a questionable decision for um, Boss to send Cam out there. He got a leadoff walk, and then Mockby came into um, the game right after that walk. What yeah, do you think after that? Well, I mean, Mockby allowed the run, and that's not really Mockby's fault. Uh, anytime you go in with a run, that's a tough situation. And Oregon, I think, really their bats started clicking. They started making really good contact later in the game. I think that was just a case of Cam getting tired. Um, even manager Jake Boss Jr. admitted it was his fault for letting Cam go out. That's a coaching error. Um, you know, next time he's just got to put the foot down. Of course, you love to see the kid go nine innings at that complete game. But uh, you know, Cam was getting jumped out there, and he didn't he didn't bench him early enough. And you know, it sent it to extras. But ultimately, we got to see that uh, Jordan Zimmerman walk off home run, and so that was really good. Um, you know, the problem for me was it was only a 2-2 ball game, and I think it could have been better. This team still had eight hits, two walks, so they're getting guys on base, and it's uh, it's a case, again, of they're not hitting at the right time, the Spartans. Um, that's plenty of hits, because you look in the hit column and go, oh, hey, that's got to be a pretty good game, but only three runs? Um, it's cashing in. It's situational hitting. It's getting those guys home. It stinks to have a guy get on base, and he's just left there. Uh, seven were left on base ultimately in the game, and that's, that's quite a few something that needs to be avoided going forward. But we're going to talk about now how much 
not playing these next two games hurt. Whether they were both losses or not, I think not playing them is much more of a detriment than taking two losses. And I wrote about this on Impact, and you can check it out. But the fact that you have this big, high-profile Pac-12 team come all the way to East Lansing, which is super nice of them, you know, in this weird transitional winter to springtime, you know, this is a good team. They want to play you, and you can't play those games. Michigan State's getting dinged in the in the rankings. They dropped out despite having less losses than some teams that are ranked. You know, the Big Ten doesn't get a lot of credit going to the College World Series. These are the games that are so big for, for any growth of a program, for Northern Baseball, for Big Ten Baseball, for so many different things. You know, a sweep would have meant so much in front of that East Lansing crowd. Do you have any thoughts on that, Michael? Yeah, it was really tough to see, especially the crazy weather we talked about. It snowed on Saturday, kind of snowed on Sunday, too. And um, Oregon, like you said, that it was huge to get that team to come out here. You know, that's a long, long flight out. And they weren't able to make up any of the games because, you know, they... It's not easy. It's not like Central, like, hey, just come down another time. It's right, Oregon. Right, the games got canceled. So um, they actually... The Spartans added another game to their schedule next week. They're going to play a game against Michigan in compensation for losing those two games over the weekend. So they're going to have a game next Tuesday uh, at home against Michigan uh, at 4 p.m. So make sure you tune into that. But, yeah, that it was tough to see those two games not get played. It was It's just a bummer. Yeah. yeah. Well, we're going to move into that Eastern Michigan game, which was Tuesday. Uh, Spartans would end up losing that game 4-2 to two to the Eagles. It was not pretty. Only the two through four spots got a hit for Michigan State. Now, Michael and I have talked a lot about midseason form. We haven't really seen it yet. It, you know, people will ask me, you know, Zach, what do you think of this team? And I go, you know, they're really good. The record shows, but it's tough to gauge them. And I think we're seeing midseason form. You know, and you found a cool stat on hitting, and I think we're starting to see this is a team maybe is kind of seeing what the projections showed earlier in the year. Yeah, this team had so much buzz getting off to their best start in the school history with 14-1. and one. Through those 15 games, they were averaging almost eight runs scored per game. You know, the, the bats were lighting it up. And ever since, it, that included the first game in the USF series. And the, then they lost the next two games of the series. And the last nine, they've only scored just over three runs per game. That's just under eight to just over three. That's yeah. That's just a real um, drastic difference. And we the past few games, we've kind of been wondering if the bats are slowing down or not. And we're definitely seeing that now. You know, the team is getting into midseason form. You know, they're playing their games at home. They're starting to see Big Ten conference play. And it's going to take more time. And, you know, baseball is a season of ups and downs. And so – it's not like this this batting lineup is never going to get back to where it was, but we we are season seeing midseason form right now, and it's it's not as explosive as we saw in the first couple weeks of the series of the of the season. Excuse me. Yeah, you know, there's two big issues I had with this game. Well, three big issues. I had an issue with coaching. I had an issue with hitting and hitting not a good team. And what was going on with that pitching staff? Um, if you look in the box score, you'll see there were six different guys to take the mound for the Spartans. Ethan Landon, normally the Saturday starter, pitched one inning, followed by Walter Borkovich, normally the Sunday starter, pitched two more. Keegan Barr, long reliever slash maybe fifth starter, went one and one two thirds. Jake Lowry, middle reliever, one and one and one, or one point one innings, sorry. Dakota Meckes, two innings, and Joe Mockby, one inning. 
Uh, so clearly they didn't have the idea for a starter going into this one. Now my reasoning behind this, I try not to ding the team too much because I believe this is because the Lansing Lugnuts game was supposed to be today. So that would either mean Andrew Gonzalez uh, would pitch today against the Lugnuts or move or have Cam View pitch against the Lugnuts against a minor league team and then move Gonzalez in a view spot. Um, but that was just totally bizarre. And like, and then the second thing that bugged me was Coach said they were making adjustments. We were not making adjustments. Well, why weren't adjustments being made? Why is the worst team out adjusting you, out coaching you, out playing you? You know, I, I don't want to complain too much at this point in time in the season, but I just thought that was kind of a lame quote for him to go out and say, well, they outplayed us and we weren't making the adjustments at the plate to cash in those runs. Well, those are the adjustments you need to need. You need, you know, like Michael pointed out, this team's averaging only three runs now. You know, make adjustments to start hitting again. You know, the pitching staff, and the third. this is the third thing that bugged me, the pitching staff they faced was not all that good. Eastern Michigan is 188th in ERA. The guy who started had a 5-3-1 ERA. And then the guy who closed out the door, closed the inning, closed the game, sorry, with two innings, had a 6.23 ERA. They've played pitching this bad and gotten 10 runs. So what has happened? Adjustments need to be made because you can't let this junk pitching shut you down and lose to another in-state rival. You know, that this game bugged me. What do you think, Michael? Yeah, it is terrible. And after the home opener, when... You know, the Spartans beat Central Michigan. Coach Boss said it after the game. A big part of his mindset is to beat those in-state rivals. And he they just lost again. You know, they, they lost to Eastern. And you mentioned that the two through four guys were the only ones to get hits. So not only was Bikina, who's really come on as a bright spot in the lineup uh, just as a freshman, he didn't get a hit in the leadoff spot. And then you have five through nine, you know, not getting a hit. That, that is horrible in so many different ways because not only do you not get – runners on base and you don't get runs you know that's obvious but then you let this supposedly bad pitching you let them get into a groove because all of a sudden you know after the heart of the lineup it's like okay now you get two easy innings okay you get five six and seven you get eight nine and one that you none of those guys got hits so that gives the pitcher the ability to have smooth innings and get into a groove which is why the bats just weren't able to do anything because the pitching surprisingly was just so much better than it was expected to be. And, you know, the lineup, it's its frustrating to see these games, and they're happening more and more often, and mm-hmm. it's looking like its it might be a concern for the team. Well, yeah, I'm saying, is this the midseason form? Is this – did they just get off to a red-hot start and now they're not going to hit? Yeah, I mean, like I said, it's okay to scrap across runs and win. I said earlier, that's going to win you ball games, and that's how this team needs to play. But getting just shut down, and they're not scrapping across runs when only – three guys in the lineup have action. They need to hit one through nine like they have been all season. Um, you know, this could be an anomaly, but we'll, you know, we'll have to look for that going forward. Yeah, one through nine, that's a big part of, like you said, that was a big part of the success early in the year was guys all over the lineup were hitting. You know, it wasn't it wasn't where you see the stars like Zimmerman, Bikina, you know, they're getting the hits and the production. It was production all through the lineup, and yeah. we haven't seen that guys at all. Guys can have an off day. Yeah, last, um, you know, the, these these guys are, you know, we're seeing more and more have slumps and have bad games, and, um, you know, it's going to be a problem. And, you know, the whole team was just way off. They got – MSU got their two runs in the first inning. Yeah. Um, and they couldn't score at all after that. I, I don't know how many hits they got in that inning. Uh, 
I believe it was it was just two, and yeah, then they have three. It wasn't enough. I mean, they got some walks in that inning as well. Yeah, and understanding. and you know, Eastern they got their run in the third, and then another one in the sixth. And MSU, what frustrates me too is, like you said, in the game on Friday, they won against Oregon, but they left seven guys on base, and yeah. you just you have to avoid that. And they did that again in this game. They left the bases loaded in the sixth inning, and they left. No, I'm sorry. They left two runners in scoring position in the sixth inning, and the base is loaded in the eighth inning. You just can't do that. So they're having the opportunities to score, but the bats aren't able to get it done. Well, we were kind of negative with that game. It kind of it frustrated us on so many different levels, whether it was the pitching or the coaching or the hitting. But we will throw you a bright spot with an audio clip from freshman Marty Bikina about how age is just a number to this team and that everyone is always battling for that spot. So it's a really cool quote here. Give it a listen. Yeah, I mean, we're all just competitors on this team, and, you know, it's nice because you got guys chasing you for your spot, and it uh, doesn't matter what age you are, and we all just, we all buy into what we've been being taught. We're just playing hard. We worked hard in the offseason, so it's nice to see it come together. And like I said, that was leadoff man, third baseman, left field, center field, wherever they're throwing Marty that day, Marty Bikina, the freshman. So we're going to move into rapid fire questions. Still looking for that theme. Might put one in. I don't know yet. But... Yeah, exactly. With me. Um, so you you mentioned it earlier, but really, how bad was it not playing this Oregon series, not playing the second and third games? Yeah, we touched on this, and I I'm just gonna say to keep it short, I think it's no coincidence. Uh, everyone in the college, every team in the College World Series last year was either from the South or from the West. You know, that's you know, it, it, you want to see Northern baseball grow, and you it just can't. You get good series canceled like this because it's snow in April. Welcome to Michigan. I, what, I mean, what are you going to do? It was bad, you know? And uh, it's something they're always going to have to deal with, and that's just how it is. Gosh, I'm negative today. but Including the game today that got canceled against, you know, the Crosstown game against the Lansing yeah. Lugnuts. Like, yeah. you gotta, that's, a, that's a good game to play that can really, you know, help the team. It's a tradition. Yeah. Yeah, no Crosstown showdown today. I mean, I guess you'll be hearing this tomorrow. But, anyways, next question. Does the Eastern game show Michigan State needs a fifth starter. There are a couple weeks going forward will they will they will play will they will play five games in a week. Yeah, we we've, we've seen this year, you know, it goes Cam, it goes Landon, it goes Borkovich over the weekend and it's great. And then Gonzalez is that fourth starter that has been able to come in in the in the weekday games and in various situations and we gave him some love in last week's podcast. He's he's been a big part of the team, but there's a weakness that we saw on Tuesday and it needs to be solved now because in April and in May, the team plays a lot more games than they have so far in the season. There aren't just weekend series and maybe a game during the week. It doesn't go like that. You play five games a week, even sometimes even more, and the pitching staff is going to need a fifth starter. They're going to need a fifth guy. And Eastern, you could make an argument well, that who, who would that be? Who would I be? think I think it would be Keegan Barr. Uh, Keegan Barr, he, he had started one game this season. It was early uh, March 9th against Florida Gulf Coast, and he just went four innings, uh, three strikeouts. So, I mean, maybe he doesn't have that stamina that would allow him to, uh, you know, pitch a whole game. But, you know, he's looking like the best guy. But they're going to need it because, like we saw, you can make an argument in the Eastern game. You know, the reason they couldn't get a groove was because you know, pitching was all over the place. You know, you, you never have a guy in there. You can't throw six uh, pitchers in a game no. and expect to have a uh, solid performance. So 
I think a big part of this team's development going forward is that they're going to need to bring on a fifth starter who can come on in different situations. They don't need to always use them. You don't have to have uh, five pitchers going in a rotation. But Keegan Barr needs to have that guy. You need to have that guy. Keegan Barr needs to be there. And if they can find another guy, then that's great. But I think someone needs to be there. Um, so, Zach, Zimmerman, he, there's a little injury rumor going on. Can you, mm, can you talk about that? Rumor mill, my favorite. Love allegations. Sources close to the subject. Um, I can neither confirm or deny, but I've heard that Zimmerman might be battling an ankle injury. Now, I, I, I don't know if this is true. You know, no one will go on the record about it. But if this is true, um, I don't want it to be like a Tum Tum case. You and I were talking over the weekend. You know, Tum Tum on the basketball team had that plantar fasciitis, tried to fight through it, ended up being worse uh, by playing on it. Zimmerman is the best player on this team. If he's battling through an injury and it gets progressively worse and he has to take some time off, that could be a serious blow, especially later. So, you know, if it really is that bad, I say he takes some time off now um, before they get into the heart of Big Ten play and, of course, that Big Ten championship because if you lose a little now, that's okay um, compared to, you know, those bigger games going down the line. So we'll keep you updated if there really is an injury. Now the last question on rapid-fire questions today. Is Michigan State really prepared? For Big Ten play? Honestly, Zach, I really don't know. It, wow, it's, you're going to be the negative one now, not me. <laughs> it's hard to say right now because we just talked about it. We're not sure if this team has hit midseason form yet. And the this midseason form that we will see coming up for the Spartans, that is going to determine if they will be able to reach, say, their first Big Ten championship since 2011. When we saw this hot start, you know, Best start in school history, 14-1. We were thinking, like, oh, they can do this. You know, they can maybe win the Big Ten championship. You know, that would just be incredible. But it, it's it been a tale of two halves of the season, kind of from the offense, and the, we're seeing a lot of struggles. And so midseason form is something that's going to develop soon. In the next couple of weeks, once this team starts to play more games, you know, frequently, um, and we're going to get a better look at the team, but there are – there are a lot of bright spots and a lot of negatives. We talked a lot about negatives in this podcast, but there are a lot of really good spots. Cam View pitched his second dominant game, and he's looking like a pro. Walter Borkovich is another outstanding pitcher who you know, could have a, a future in the pros. And Zimmerman, like you said, he is just dominant. You know, He extended his hitting streak to 17 games with the, a hit in the Eastern game. He's batting 430, leads the Big Ten, you're averaging 430 after 25 games in a season, you know, that's good. 430 is, you know, that high average, that's what you see in the first five games. You know, yeah. Zimmerman is consistent. So there are a lot of good, you know, bright spots about this team, but it's going to take some time and it's going to take Big Ten play to kick in. And um, we'll, we'll come back on that question. Cool. Well, we're going to move into that Penn State preview as we wrap up the show. Pretty good team. Sits at 16-12, 4-2 in the conference. Um, on a hot streak right now, actually. They have one, it looks like, uh, I can't count, seven in a row? Seven in a row, coming off a sweep over Purdue, Big Ten rival. Now, they got this kid that can pitch for them by the name of Jack Anderson. He's a bullpen guy. Now, he'll come. he's coming in 16 of their games. It's a lot. So, you know, that's first arm out of the pen and then some. And he's pitching a 6-4 ERA. No number in front of it. So, that's this guy's going to be dominant. And he strikes out almost a guy an inning. Then they got the starter, Justin Hagenman, who will give Camview a battle on Friday. In, this is in, at Penn State, by the way. So Spartans on their first road Big Ten series. 
I think that'll be a really good matchup to look forward to. You know, Big Ten aces. Rutgers had a Big Ten ace. Penn State has a Big Ten ace now. Camview's our Big not our Michigan State's Big Ten ace. So you're seeing some really good pitchers here. May not be Pac-12 caliber, SEC caliber, whatever it is. This is a good pitcher, though. You know, you have two other guys that'll go for Penn State later in the week. I think that'll really, you know, really test the Spartans, a team that hasn't been hitting. So really any pitcher that they throw out, Penn State throws out there, could give Spartans some trouble. Team doesn't hit particularly well, but they can hit at least some. So, you know, it's, once again, this could be another scrap fest. That could be the... The theme of Michigan State for the rest of the season is a scrap fest. Guys battling 3-2, 4-3 games, 2-1 games, whatever it is. So, you know, I I always will have faith in Michigan State's pitching. I think Borky will figure it out. I love the Landon transfer. So I think they'll give this Penn State lineup a pretty tough time, but they've beaten some tough teams. You know, Penn State also traveled to Cuba, which actually I just wanted to point that out. I thought that was really cool. You know, we saw the Rays play the Cuban national team, but uh, Penn State was actually down there playing, uh, it looks like some Cuban club teams. Um, Penn State got roughed up when they played down south, but it's a growing process. So now I feel like they're ready to rebound, ready to take it out on their Big Ten opponents. What are you looking for with Michigan State baseball? Anything looking forward to going forward? Michael, before we end the show? You talked about it. Big Ten plays coming up, and the Spartans are going to look to get out of their slump. Ho- hopefully they can do it because they had a great start to the season and they were so though. excited. Slow yeah. down, Epps. Hey. Slump. You know what? All I got to say is baseball gods, weather gods, give us something. We, we don't deserve this right here in East Lansing. We want to play some baseball. Go Tigers. Tigers of the World Series. Uh, I'm Zach Barnes alongside Michael Epps. Thanks for listening to Warning Track. As always, we're here every week following your Spartan baseball. Have a good evening, afternoon, and night, everyone. <laughs>